People like games. Present. Be at some point in the day show with Solo. What's up, folks? And welcome back to another evening of Late Night Gaming Talk. It is Monday, February 10th, and today is going to be a short episode, but we're going to be doing a little bit of talking about Anthem and BioWare's decision to run it back, the details of which I will divulge in a bit and analyze upon thereafter. However, prior to, yes, I just did read a book, if you are wondering, to all of that noise, we're going to get a couple of these plugs in with... Hey, blow up! the sound cue you, you, you know what time it is the socials twitter instagram youtube etc the handle is at people like games also the website plg.gg or people like games.com you can find men's and women's apparel as well as event info which february 28th at social playhouse in plainview new york that's long island we're going to be hosting a little event food booze games tournaments fun sponsors etc tickets are on eventbrite our website and at the door slide through it'll be a good time if you're a sponsor listening email is and all the social bios i'm not gonna read them back anywho now it is showtime so beginning with one of or probably the only interesting story that sort of popped out today given that it was a light day in the gaming sphere however according to recent filings that sony made with the securities and exchange commission it seems that the price tag that they paid for insomniac has been revealed that number 229 million dollars not bad given that it was the studio responsible for Spider-Man, a game that sold 13 million copies and not to mention they are also a studio with plenty of other games that they have made as well. <coughs> Ratchet Clank, Ratchet and Clank being the one that stands out to me as a Ratchet and Clank fan. So given that number, it's a little bit lower than I would have expected that the studio could potentially be worth if not for anything other than the catalog of ip they've created because as i've been saying for like two fucking years at this point the whole idea of comic book movies are reaching a peak point and then after that they're going to look for the next ip area that they can mine lo and behold gaming was going to be the natural one you could say obviously but no fuck it i said two years ago naturally so of course you can say it naturally after the witcher's success but the success of the witcher was obvious back in march of 2017 when me and the homie lilo predicted that shit was going to be successful however what's the point because if we're two years ahead that's a real slow pace of dumbing it down that we'd have to enter into to keep that argument of ours relevant because now we're two years ahead into the next odd conversation that's how we roll shout out lilo and next up, we have Facebook getting into the cloud gaming acquisition market. In this case, purchasing Play Giga, a Spanish-based company that primarily serves Argentina, Chile, and Spain. Not a bad idea. I sort of believe that Facebook has a good opportunity not to touch the U.S. market because if, or for those unfamiliar, at one point, maybe a year, a year and a half, two years ago, Facebook ended up gaining exclusive rights to the ESL 
and that backfired very quickly and the numbers were were awful however facebook has facebook gaming's branch has grown since then and the reason i make this argument is because facebook's global presence allows it to touch on a larger market and Facebook doesn't necessarily have to marry itself to the US market because gaming is very large and the rest of the world exists and so uh, definitely a curious strategy to see what they can put in. I just I don't get the glut of these streaming services given that there's a finite amount of content that can be battled upon. So I guess it's a, it's who can establish it first, but I think the way content can be competitively priced in a model has been broken since Netflix was invented and everyone was at a deal and now they're catching up. And so now competitive pricing and gaming is sort of the same. So everyone's trying to repeat the Netflix model of being the first to be established and therefore then everything will roll with it. Not the case. We'll see what happens. And Hero Live, that's H-E-A-R-O dot live, has launched its beta after raising $1.8 million in funding. This was according to Esports Observer. It is a VR chat room that allows you to watch esports events with other people. I do like the idea. I think the community group setting is important, uh, but Discord exists. Therefore, might be $2 million later, someone Googles Discord on Hero Live Beta or Hero Live Steam and finds out that exists. I'm not sure. I'm just sort of joking and poking fun at them because I haven't looked into the specifics. However, I'll check it out. It just seems like an overlapping space. And given I have not done my research, I figure it's the best and appropriate time to comment. Yeah, we out here. Mambo mentality. We do the reps, so we're just kidding. And lastly, let's finish this bad boy up with Bioware has officially decided to redesign its game anthem. And in their words, give off or give a substantial reinvention to the game. And that means that they're going to be pausing on the seasonal content they've been releasing to create something better. And it's an odd decision only because it's curious decision. Everything's curious. Goddamn decision. I figure better synonym because apparently I did not find a book with the word other than curious earlier. Ah, hilarious. But it's curious because it makes me feel like Bioware might be better off pushing towards their next game and its possibilities because the sunk cost fallacy really comes to mind here. And for those who are not familiar, it's a sort of psychological point where you believe you've spent too much time on something and therefore changing trajectory is a bad or the worst possible decision when there is a tipping point or argument to be made that cutting your losses and moving forward is a more appropriate way to stem the losses you're facing. And so it's sort of like what Overwatch is facing. And so it was a question I've had often, which is once you build a league around a game, are you allowed to update that game? Like, can you come out with Overwatch 2 when Overwatch exists? And apparently the answer was yes. But then in a weird way, they're going to have to mesh the two together, which makes me think, why not just make Overwatch a continual game that just does something of this nature? And 
sort of overhauls itself. However, with all the money that has been put into these things, I can understand the hesitation to want to clip it or to say, is there a way we can maintain this? Because part of me thinks Anthem fell somewhere in a multi-year revenue projection document for someone at some point somewhere in this company or in some other company related to Bioware and they're not hitting it and their maths tell them it's not a good idea but sometimes the logic is not the best decision Bioware is a great company that could come up with something great you know how the internet and social media and society works now if there's a correlation with your game exists can you really get it back off the ground in an appropriate way and that's no man's sky team they had the same goddamn issue and so was it worth that to reboot or run it back or is it better to just sort of jump to the next game we shall find out once this overhaul is done i don't play anthem so i don't really have anything to say on this but it is worth noting and that's what we're here for anyway thank you for listening we're back to the grind actually the grind don't stop son but monday is the sort of typical way people would say that so Hope your weeks are off to a good start. As always, thank you for listening. And don't forget, socials, website, plg.gg. Event, February 28th. Fiend!